This summer, prepare to be entertained. Entertained. Events Wood Buffalo proudly presents the 2011 Interplay Film Festival from August 4th to 7th. August 4th to August 7th. Live from beautiful Fort McMurray, Alberta, Canada. Hosted by Tonsky and Tito of the YMM Podcast. Submit your films now for the first annual film festival for a chance to win awards and cash prizes. Deadline for entries is July 22nd. July 22nd. So don't be late and get your submission in today. Registration is available at eventswoodbuffalo.com. Eventswoodbuffalo.com. And be sure to click on the Interplay 2011 logo. When you attend the Interplay Film Festival, you'll also have a chance to compete in the 48-hour filmmaking challenge. 48-hour challenge. Teams will be given a special topic and have 48 hours to write, film, and edit their own short movies. The films will be showcased at the Interplay Film Festival and also have a chance to win cash prizes. Log on to ymmpodcast.com for details and to hear the countdown to the 2011 Interplay Film Festival. Interplay Film Festival. Due to a shitload of swearing and some graphic conversations, listener discretion is advised. At this point, I usually say, welcome to the YMM Podcast, but not this week. We got a little bit of something different in store for you guys. As uh, Tito and I were recording the latest episode, we got so excited about the release of the uh, Dark Knight Rises trailer that we literally spent an hour going on about Batman and basically uh, the summer movies and uh, our insights and analysis of them. So, instead of uh, throwing this on the YMM podcast, where usually we talk about some Fort Murray stuff and then go on into our uh, geek news, so to speak, that we're going to break it up a little bit, and uh, we're going to give you, I guess, a different version of the YMM podcast that uh, Tito so aptly titled... Uh, well, he didn't title it. We, he called us uh, Cinephiles, which I guess is what people who love movies are called. But so aptly that I'm going to name this one The Cinephiles. We're going to open up The Cinephiles, and you're going to hear uh, me and Tito geek out hardcore and talk about uh, movies in general. So if you're looking for some uh, YMM discussion, some Fort McMurray discussion, uh, don't worry. Uh, we do got an episode that we did. I'll post it up uh, soon, uh, the normal, regular episodes. But for now, I give you episode one of maybe a new podcast, or maybe it's just a total week geek out for us. <laughs> but uh, check it out. Listen to uh, our episode and this version of The Cinephiles with Totsky and Tito.
If you make yourself more than just a man. If you devote yourself to an ideal, then you become something else entirely. A legend, Mr. Wayne. A legend. We were in this together. Christopher Nolan has done two really cool things with uh, the Batman character. Number one is uh, the stories are based on stories from the comic book. Not just from the comic book, but from the graphic novels, which have a much stronger root uh, to to the character. Because the, uh, uh, if uh, for those of our listeners that actually read comic books and whatnot um there's there's a difference between regular comic books and graphic novels graphic novels are just comic books too right but what a graphic novel does is it's kind of like it's a novella in other words right and in this novella they explore the characters or explore certain aspects of an origin etc right and there have been a, a few really iconic ones written for batman over the years and um for example for batman begins the the one that most resonated with that movie was um, Batman Year One, which is actually going to be an animated movie pretty soon. And what it is wasn't is that already. Pardon? Batman Year One wasn't that already a movie. No. What's been the feature length animated? There's uh... F- Mask of the Phantasm. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Mask of the Phantasm actually took a lot from Year One as well. Okay. But like the thing is, maybe uh, that's what I'm thinking of. Then. Yeah, but uh, or uh, it's debatable. You could say that it inspired Year One, but the, the whole point is, well, how my loves? No, you're good. You're good. Keep going. So, so the point is just the fact just that paranoid now. That's all. Yeah, I know. Eh? <laughs> uh, Batman Year One did something that no other co- no other Batman comic had done up until that point. It basically showed a more vulnerable Batman, where he's still becoming Batman, right? Yeah. And that's the strongest point of Batman Begins. Like, my brother and I always have this conversation. Batman Begins is a great movie up until he becomes Batman. Like, he's so sloppy as Batman in that movie, and it's almost like it's almost like wrenching to watch, but it's good because it builds him up, right? Because at the end, he's supposed to be triumphant, and he overcomes everything, right? But, like, I mean, that scene where the Scarecrow lights him on fire in the apartment... You know, he falls out and he's in the well, alley. And like, see, like he's that. calling his butler. He's like, help me. Well, see, I like that one because it puts a humanized aspect into him. You know what I loved about Casino Royale for the, the not the latest James Bond, but the mm. first Daniel Craig James Bond? Yeah, yeah. It showed him fucking up. Like, yeah. Remember when he was trying to tail the guy? And he no, no, and, and that's like, good. But the, the human here's the thing about it, right? Batman, though. This is what I always found interesting with Batman. Batman has to be this badass figure because otherwise he looks like a fool with that costume on. It's true. Like that's yeah. and that's what it was really awkward about Batman Begins. Even like the fact that like they they acknowledge and they 
Um, there, there's something that there's something to be said to the fact that like they 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 acknowledge the fact that the cowls in the movies he can't move his neck, etc. Something they ignore. yeah, where he they can't, fix yeah. in the second movie. But like the thing Makes is back out of the driveway. Yeah, the there. whole the whole point is they're showing the flaws in the character and he's overcoming them. Yeah. and him overcoming those things is what's making what makes him a good character in that movie. Like the fact that you know he's like oh I want to I want to fight crime or whatever. It's not that easy. Like one of the best scenes in that movie is when he stands off against Falcone. It, when he's still young, before he decides. To oh, fight. in the in the yeah, yeah the right before like, he ran away. Yeah, and he's like, I want to fight justice, blah blah blah. And Falcone's like, You're a spoiled brat, right? Yeah. You know nothing about. I'll give you. I'll right? give you balls, kid. Or you got balls, kid. I'll give you. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And so, what does he do? He be, you know he goes. He gets a lifetime of training, etc. Yeah. But okay. So and then you get you, um. What I was gonna say is like, then the Dark Knight takes on more of uh, more of the, I guess the framework of how crime works in the world of Batman. And and it borrows a lot from the long Halloween in terms of Harvey Dent and the mob, yep. and uh, certain aspects of the Killing Joke. But n- like, I mean, it, what what Nolan did that was, and the entire creative team of writers, etc., um, that was really interesting in The Dark Knight was they gave the audience a version of the Joker that no one has seen before. They did like they took a lot from the origins from different comics, etc. But they also made it made him fit into this this world that they've created, right? So going into like uh, I said to me, I think they've humanized him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like they literally like they took a supervillain, like mm-hmm. as in the Joker, like he didn't fall into a fucking vat of chemicals or that one. I know that was the Nicholson origin, but yeah, wherever. Well, like, it's he, actually a comic book origin. Well, yeah, but not like and that's what I like about these. Yeah, they the made Nolan's a, they version. Made it Right? Doing to himself, which makes him far more dangerous because there's no line that he won't cross to for himself and yeah. for other people, right? But what I was going to get at is, speaking of graphic novels, etc., what's interesting about The Dark Knight Rises and what excites me the most about it is I strongly feel that they're going to borrow a lot from uh, Batman Nightfall. Uh, uh, you're right. Yeah. You're 100% and, and, right. And, um, so for those of our – because a lot of people aren't really familiar with Bane outside of like the terrible, terrible – Batman and Robin movie Bane, which um, he's just this big goon. Like, uh, and yes, uh, so essentially, I mean, uh, essentially, uh, what ha- for the uh, Nightfall for those that aren't familiar is an arc. What they did uh, uh, of what they did with Batman is actually the introduction of the character of Bane. And what Bane is introduced as is essentially he's the same as Batman, whereas the Joker is kind of the mirror of Batman. Like kind of, he's like the opposite in respects, but the, he's he's equal. Bane is very similar to Batman, except he believes in something other than what Batman believes. What does he believe? His, in? his origin, uh, just to give you a background, is he was literally born in a prison, and he was raised amongst amongst criminals. And and the whole idea is that his time in prison, he actually used it to study. He like he became like he became like part of like the gangs in his prison and stuff. Eventually, ruling this prison because there were literally no wardens. It's like because he's Hispanic, right? His origin is Hispanic, and he's on this godforsaken Spanish island where like they've completely forgotten them as this crazy society that they you know they're all just criminals. But he spends his time like literally reading about like you know like uh training his body and his mind etc right so when he he arrives at gotham his mission is to destroy batman he's kind of like he's basically hired or he does it out of his own accord but he's basically hired by the criminal element of gotham city to basically destroy the batman right so they do it again so basically that's exactly what happened in dark knight they hired the joker to get rid of Batman, so they do it again. Well, no, no, because here's the thing: like what I'm, what I'm thinking is uh, that, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll get to it in a second. Okay. okay. The other aspect of Bane is 
He's actually, uh, he's, I wouldn't say, well, it, it, depending on the interpretation of the character, he uses what's known, they call it the Bane Venom. And what it is is this poison that's derived from, I think, I forget, I think it's from a plant, which is interesting because of the whole Rage Al Ghul thing from Batman Begins, yeah. right? Uh, it's this venom that he feeds into his, uh, into his uh, system that gives him superhuman strength, right? So the whole plot of Nightfall is he literally breaks Batman. He, he makes him a paraplegic. Yeah. And 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 like he's the he's the villain that defeats Batman essentially right and the trailer that we just saw has a lot of visual allusions towards that yeah. the fact that Batman's barely able to fight this guy it, he's barely standing well, at the end of that trailer like he's yeah. barely standing yeah. yeah so what I was gonna get at though is um what what were, you were asking me a question sorry I can't remember now. <laughs> but yeah no he's a very interesting so, no that's no, it, just like what that's exactly what the mob did in the dark knight oh right okay the difference is they hired someone but here's to the get thing rid the mob the mob's been destroyed right like the, the joker saw to that at the end of the dark knight like it's so interesting because the joker did what batman couldn't, couldn't do, do. Yeah. he he defeated the mob yeah granted he did cross the line that batman would never cross but yeah, yeah. So it's really interesting to see that aspect of it, and but like the thing is like why does Bane exist? Now you you got to think you got to think about like how this universe works, right? Like you apparently Arkham or the the the, sh- the what is it called the uh, Narrows the Narrows yeah, yeah that they never touched on that in Dark in Knight. the Dark Knight, but it's you know it's highly suspect that a lot of people speculate that the Joker was a product of the Narrows. Hmm. That you know what I mean? Like he he exists because of what occurred in the Narrows. Yeah. Right. So. Well, the, the only thing that we knew about us in Batman Begins were where the cops said that the Narrows are lost. Yeah. Where they said they'll never lower the bridges again because it's just. And, too- and I believe the animated the animated uh, Batman Dark Knight kind of touched on that too. That the Narrows like is are basically being run by all of the, the inmates animated? of Asylum uh, of Arkham Asylum. The animated? What do you mean? Like, Don't you remember uh, Gotham Knight, uh, Batman Gotham Knight, the animated shorts that they Right, had. right, right. One of them yes, had the yes, two yes. detectives, and they had to get across the narrows, uh, the bridge. They had to cross the bridge, and in the narrows, it showed a bunch of inmates, and basically they run the narrows now. Shit. Like, after, after I watched the trailer today, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, the blood's pumping, I'm just like, yeah. yes. But I just watched Batman Begins like a week ago, and I just mm-hmm. watched The Dark Knight this past weekend. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I want some Batman. And so, I had nothing to watch. Oh, I, I got to get that dark. I got I it feel, somewhere in here. I strongly feel that Bane, like the, the way they're going to twist his origin is that Bane is actually a product of the Narrows. And he's like, as it shows him climbing, like it shows him training in a prison and it shows him climbing this, this the like trailer? well or whatever. Yeah. No, 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 sir. The climbing out of the well is young Bruce from the Batman Begins. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. No, no. And that's Bruce, Bruce Wayne doing Bruce. Cl- Bruce yes, Wayne never climbs out of the well. His father repels him back out. He went back in. I'm positive of it. The character in that trailer is shirtless. And he's wearing tattered garbs. No, sir. Also, we'll have to watch again. Also, the, the scene with the push-ups? Yeah. Look at the background. There's jail. J- he's in a jail cell. Well, fucking that Himalayan uh, training grounds wasn't the fucking Hilton or anything like that either. Well, remember when he like was bad. When he's in the Himalayan tra- training grounds, the closest shot to it was when he's like training on those pegs and he falls down. Right? No, that's but true. That's no, different. That's very different. But uh, you'll we, have to watch it again. Yeah, no, I'm going. <laughs> well, I want to. Right we now. have to really the, analyze. Uh, this well, shit. that's what we would like to. The, dar- you, the Dark Knight Rises trailer came out. Yeah, and uh, we've uh, <laughs> for those t- of you yeah. that aren't aware of what we're talking <laughs> we're about. We're ten right minutes now. into the show. There's a character called Batman. <laughs> 
and a tra- <laughs> and you know what Warner Brothers and going back to uh, our little bet here Warner Brothers did a fucking sneaky move this weekend and it worked and it worked so yeah. fucking well 168 million opening weekend three yeah. day too yeah. not the uh, five day that Transformers had yeah. no, so it's it's, it's destroyed it's happening I only hope is Captain America will come in and save the day <laughs> yeah well Captain America does have from the rumors on the internet Captain America has w- the sweetest inter- uh, Easter egg of the summer on the tail end of it well going back to the Dark Knight Dark Knight Rises finally came out it was attached to Harry Potter so it's been playing all weekend but it was not available online literally yeah, had to go really pay the hard money because usually you know that's interesting because this sort of stuff you can't keep it off of being online and something did leak but Warner Brothers was on top on of top that of shit on top of it yeah literally yeah. like you were getting and it was like a poor quality that you know if you were like uh, you, if you're like okay about literally it, where like, I thought it was Catwoman at the end that's how poor quality it was well, you're, you're, you're watching it and you're just like this is barely passable, but I'm fucking watching this shit. Oh, well, it's Dark Knight, man. They can fucking put Dark Knight. And, like, look at that uh, leaked trailer from what was it a couple weeks ago with the red. Like, right, people yeah, were watching fake, that. Like, even fake. then, I'm just like, that's identical well, you know to the happening all Batman weekend, Begins, though. but it's red instead of brown. You know what's happening all weekend, though? Uh, uh, a lot of people were taking opportunity and making fake trailers all weekend. It's kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, what was happening is because they were getting more hits on their pages last yeah. year, right? But after watching, so finally, the high-quality online... Actually, it's not even that high-quality. You can't get a 1080p version it's a 480, yet. Right? Yeah, I know. It's yeah. kind of shocking. But uh, So finally, I got to watch the full... Because you actually went and saw it on the big yeah, screen, right? Eh? it was awesome. So that would have looked cool. So finally, we got to see it. And uh, I got to kind of mix and match a few things. Like the Raj Al Ghul quote, I actually mm-hmm. went and watched Batman Begins again, and mm-hmm. it's definitely not him saying it at that point. Right. So I really think this is him saying that same line, yeah. but it's... So I, I guarantee you, Neeson's in this one, man. There's a it's, great article online in regards to, you know, the teaser poster with the buildings and the oh, the, yeah. the, the symbol of the skyline? Yeah. Like, analyzing that, like, uh, two big points that the, that the, the article t- talks about uh, is... Notice the absence of people within the city of Gotham. Mm-hmm. There's a bit huge absence, and also the fact that the bat symbol isn't—it's not actually there. It's just the silhouette. So it suggests, and the trailer kind of give, gives credence to this: Batman's gone. Either he he stopped being Batman before the move, like yeah. after the Dark Knight, like he went into hiding, yeah. or something happens, and there's. Batman leaves, right? Yeah. So it's really Well, no, like that's it's it's going to be such an epic movie and everyone's start already I guarantee people like that aren't into Batman they're already like listen to Todd and Tito like these guys are well, fucking I, don't know. I think some of some of our fans are No, no, I'm just saying like uh, everyone's talking about how can you overanalyze like you said a poster like that. Yeah. Like if anyone that knows Chris Nolan and and the and the He's company really behind this sort of movie stuff, yeah. like do you, you remember Dark Knight with the whole Joker viral campaign? That was single-handedly probably the most best viral campaign I didn't I've even ever follow seen because it, it looks so hard. <laughs> It started getting complicated towards the end. Like, like they are having people meet up in cities, like on the second dressed Tuesday as the joke. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, it went in depth. So everyone says, like, "Oh my god, they're really going deep into movies." We are, but it's because it's because it's all true. Is for though, right? But th- and it's because he does it. Like, it's yeah. not like someone just released a poster and was like, "Oh, this you know is what, just a generic poster." Really no weird? one does shit like you this. You know what's the really weird thing about that though? Uh, Christopher Nolan hates technology. He doesn't. Well, he probably doesn't has have a, a team phone. of fucking people. Like. Yeah, he doesn't have a cell phone or anything. Like he 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 likes to meet with his actors face to face, etc. Which says something in itself. But I'll never forget the article he wrote after Ledger died about uh, the day that Ledger, either he was done filming as the Joker or he was on a day off. Mm-hmm. But when he came down to the set anyway, he was talking about how he skateboarded in. It was literally a great article about how he th- wanted just to come down to help with the yeah, yeah. and he said he ended up serving food at one point. Oh really? Yeah, because he just wanted to help just the out. Costume? Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he. <laughs> Want to know how I got well, these so serious? 
Uh, Mr. Ledger, you're kind of scaring me. Security! What the sandwich is full of blood? He just brings out the knife. He's like cutting stuff for people. <laughs> want to see this pen disappear? Want to see a magic trick? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, but no. So like, and just him writing that article. Like, I think it, that whole. I think that moment was kind of pivotal for Nolan and the whole series, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I like to think that he didn't force the third one out of him. Who knows? He might have had the third one already in place with the well, Joker. The thing, God only knows, here's the thing right? about Nolan. He's going at his own pace. He's very, he it's was true. very strict with Warner he wanted, Brothers. He wanted to do Inception said, before anything. He said, he essentially said with Warner Brothers that, like, I, I'll do these Batman movies, but I have to be able to do a movie of my own after each one. Because he, he even said in an interview, he needs that break. Yep. Because otherwise he's sick of it. Yeah, he like he said, I have to get out of Dark Knight mode for a while, and then after that he can come back, right? And I'm sure ins- he got a lot of inspiration. Well, I mean, uh, one of the the cast member, the ca- uh, the person that's playing Bane is Tom Hardy, who he cast in Inception, right, yeah. as Eames. So, yeah. um, now the last thing about the trailer, which you just uh, you just uh, told me today, blew your mind or what? <laughs> uh, it did blow my mind because um, so if you want to just fill in the gap there, well. Uh, Back when the very first, like we, everyone heard on the on the geek forums or the geek pages, as I call it, that Batman started filming and they're going to all these different locations, right? So finally, everyone kept uh, logging on to DarkNightRises.com, and it was always just a blank page. It was nothing there, like mm-hmm. literally nothing, right? Everyone's trying to find the secret spot, and then one day, how did it happen again? It, they released. Well, it was actually the day they released the title of the film. Okay, yes, that's right. The day they released that title... You went onto the website, and there was a chanting. That's all there was on the website was a blank page and the chanting. What was the chanting again? Uh, Well, what you told (laughs) me, apparently Kevin Smith is the one that... uh, I don't know if someone told him, but um, Hollywood Babylon... Apparently, the chanting is Matalo Matalo Bane. Bane. Yeah, Matalo Matalo Bane. What that translates to in Spanish is kill him Bane. Yeah. And it's a constant chanting. So when this, so all it was was website was this chanting, right? And someone, no one knows how they did it, but apparently if you inputted the audio file into some that's kind of program. The, how, that's how the first picture of Bane yeah, got revealed. It became the pound the fire rises. And which was a Twitter. And the more people that tweeted this hashtag, yeah. the picture became on DarkNightRises.com and we got Tom Hardy as Bane. How could you, how, how do you figure that out? Like, yeah, you want to talk viral? Like everyone says, oh, Todd and Tito well, are going too in depth to the post. He does shit like this. Because it was on Superhero hype and they're like i don't and the guy that wrote the article he's like i have no clue how these people figure this out it's it's almost batman-ish the way you'd have to figure yeah. that out right but yeah so that's where the chanting came from and then and like so all we got for an audio file was matelo matelo bane bane and that's all we've been hearing right yeah and that's so a, then the trailer, the, release, the trailer releases yeah then the trailer releases and we hear this chanting right when right as end batman scene. is staggering and you see bane coming at him right? yeah so. and then it just cuts so then Kevin Smith said it on Babylon because I always just was I was probably saying it wrong like you usually do with songs it's yeah, like, yeah. Boo-da-da, boo-da-da, or something right <laughs> and then so Kevin Smith on Babylon says uh, I love that chant Matulu Matulu Bane it's kill him kill him Bane so yeah. I think we kind of know where this fight's going to take place or where this chanting is coming it from it seems like it's in probably in a prison some or kind of yeah. crowd is watching this people that don't like Batman <laughs> yeah obviously yeah so the remaining members of the mob did go to jail right because the yeah. whole idea was they were being uh, took them on the arrested, uh, arrested under the conspiracy remember that's what Harvey Dent yeah, nailed them he all took under. out like 500 of them what did he say with 48 months of clean streets or 24 yeah, yeah. months of clean streets yeah it's because uh, they got them the all mid level conspiracy yeah. mid level can the make mi- bail the big guys were able to escape make but bail the, but the little yeah, guys can't else, yeah exactly yeah. So, pretty exciting stuff. Now, with that being said, this Friday, I'm actually going to be in San Diego. I'm going to be at Comic-Con. I'm pretty excited because 
Uh, Captain America is going to be screening there, which is going to be screening everywhere. But um, the trailer for the Avengers is going to be at the end of Captain America. So for all, you, for all of you guys that are going to Captain America this weekend, stay until the end of the credits. And if you haven't been staying uh, until the end of credits on the Marvel movies... Yeah, you're, you're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> you guys got to smarten the fuck up here. A lot of backstory leading to the Avengers movie. Um, so that's exciting. And the rumor is that this weekend as well, the Amazing Spider-Man trailer is going to premiere at Comic-Con. So I'm excited about that. Sorry, say again. I was reading something. Oh, uh, <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> How dare you, Spider-Man? Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. The Spider-Man panel. We're getting just geek fucking overload here, man. Well, because... it's, it's Comic-Con weekend, man. Yeah, no, it's true. And that's now, you exactly were supposed to it. come with me to Comic-Con. Hey, fuck you. We had it all planned out. And then, we of couldn't course, get tickets. I know, exactly. So yeah, then... so, but this time I'm going to be there, so I'm going to try to get us get some tickets. Pa- they up the, they up the uh, price, too. For the four yeah, days. Yeah, I saw this. Not a big well, no, not at all. But their goal is to try to. What they say, they said a lot of people buy the four day passes, even though they only go to like two or three, or like two mm-hmm. days or something. Mm-hmm. So their goal is to only buy the days well, you're going say, to go. Well, they say, like, from what I've been reading online about sure uh, Comic Con, it's pretty crazy in the sense that it's like, um, it's an endurance test. Like, Hold it's wall to wall. What? Fuck, I just got. Just kill him, Todd. No one will know. <laughs> His voice just comes over. Anyway, the um, make sure you get preview night if you can. Yeah, well, that's the whole goal, right? Twelfth the fifteenth. Well, the July, idea is if, they, if 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 all the tickets sell out completely, which is before Batman too, by the way. Yeah, if if all the tickets sell out completely, you know that it's going to premiere at Comic Con before everything Fuck, else. I, I've seen Batman on every opening night, every major motion picture Batman. So you know this is. I've be, seen that opening dude, night. I must be, finish you it. Know what this is going to be? This is going to be Christopher Nolan. At Comic-Con, premiering oh, oh, oh. The Dark Knight Rises. I'll just be the one masturbated in the audience, <laughs> staring away. <laughs> matalo, matalo, jerk, jerk. Because <laughs> that'll just be my fucking heaven right there, man. Because I... He's masturbating and chanting in the theater. <laughs> I don't think I'll be the only one. That's the thing. But that uh, these these movies have just been absolutely incredible to me. Like I've always loved the human aspect to it. I'm my no. only concern is that like it's being hyped up so much, it's only set up to fail, right? Because like here's the thing: they going, said the same thing about the Dark Knight. Though. Well, here's the thing: I wasn't that excited for the Dark Knight. That's what blew me away about the Dark Knight. I, I wasn't expecting it to be what it was. I don't. You granted, you're right because I, I, the Dark Knight only got its uh, media hype when they casted Heath Ledger because literally everyone was Batman like, "What the good? fuck?" Batman Begins it was, was good, but, it was but there were aspects that were flawed, and I'm like, oh, I've seen better superhero movies. And, and, really? and, and I thought it was a really good superhero movie, but it was just, there was... Eh, that train sequence really ruins it for me in the third really? act. Yeah, it's kind of really sloppy. But um, <laughs> and, but the, but yeah, so you've got that, right? And yeah. then and then I'm going into, like, yeah, this could be fun. I mean, the jo- the Joker, I mean, I haven't seen the Joker in a Batman movie since 89, right? Yeah. And then you Come on, when they casted Heath, though, you must have been just like, Ugh. I was so disappointed when they, I heard about Heath. Yeah, Ledger. everyone yeah. was just like, what and the sweet fuck? And then he died before yeah, yeah. the movie came and, out? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, then the movie comes out, and it's literally, it blows me away because it's not just a good superhero movie. It's a good movie, period, yeah, right? So. Me and Tito actually went to IMAX and saw it opening yeah, night. That was pretty, uh, pretty fucking epic because just that Joker scene. I'll never forget because they attached that Joker intro, like the original bank heist mm-hmm, one, mm-hmm. where he says, whatever doesn't kill you simply makes you stranger. What, was it, what movie was it on? I Am Legend. Right. And I remember, I've always been a huge Batman fan, and then, I, like I said, just this whole thing, I'm like, we're going to I Am Legend, we're going to IMAX because the IMAX version of I Am Legend was the only one that was going to have right, right. that opening sequence. And I just remember hearing that, you know, that, you know, that yeah, intro yeah. with the fucking explosion and the legendary yeah, yeah. pictures logo. As soon as that hit on the IMAX, 
I was just doing. I literally stood up in the theater and started doing like the clap. Everyone's just oh, like, you're Who that the fuck? Yeah, I, I was that guy. See, I went to go see Transformers Three with two friends of mine, and it was fucking hilarious. There was this one guy at the front, and he was enjoying this movie way more than everyone else. <laughs> like when when uh, uh, Optimus Prime starts kicking ass, he's like, "Yeah, fuck yeah!" <laughs> Did you see it in IMAX or uh, no? It was just here in format. <laughs> oh, the guy! That guy was like. It's it was me. <laughs> the guy was really fucking enjoying the movie. He would like become. He's like, oh, cool, and all that shit, right? Um, like, just <laughs> uh, yeah. I well, mean, no, like I get excited for movies too, but just not Optimus Prime. Like, give me fucking, give me the Joker. Like, give me when he re- when he took off his mask to reveal like the Joker mm-hmm. face. Like, no, you, I was just like, yeah. Now, my understanding is uh, the Dark Knight Rises was shot completely on IMAX. For the Dark Knight, Chris Nolan just did the just did the landscapes. The, there were some scenes, yeah, yeah, in the IMAX big scenes were. And in, in for IMAX. he liked it so much, he's like car chase three D, yeah, fuck three D. We're going IMAX the full way for Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, which and is I really, unbelievable. I think that I thought that was really cool. The fact that Warner Brothers like, oh, we're, we want to release it in 3D, and he just put like no. put down no. Yep. He's like, it's not going to be in 3D. And he's like, I awesome. will shoot it in IMAX, but I won't shoot it in 3D. And that just makes him just ten times a better person yeah. because fuck 3D, really. Yeah, well, I mean, if you the thing about it is even though Transformers three has a pretty cool scenes in three. Well, the thing is, the thing is, like, I think uh, it's starting to dawn on everyone that unless it's shot in 3D, the it 3D sucks. is going to be shit, yeah. right? Um, but also, you know what? They're just going to start shooting three D yeah. now. So uh, yeah, yeah, thing. and uh, I guess transitioning from that. I mean, uh, the Harry Potter movie wasn't that bad either. I saw that this week. <laughs> Everyone says they cried at the end. Is that sad? No. Apparently, Snake gets his moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the characters get their moment, right? Like, there's oh. there's a pretty badass moment with um, that Neville character. Do, do you know Do you know anything about Harry Potter? No. Oh well, then there's no point talking about it because I'm going to sound like an idiot. I'm fucking on. I'm, I, I like it. Well, there's I like, know a thing about fucking. Okay, uh, there's a popular fan theory online. Thor, until you told okay, me. Okay, so. there's a popular fan theory online about it, right? Yeah. And what it what it holds is that Harry Potter isn't the chosen one because the whole premise of the series is that Harry Potter is this chosen one yeah. that's supposed to kill Voldemort, who is this evil wizard. Um, there's a popular popular fan theory that Neville, which is this other kid that was born around the same time as Harry, but he's kind of like a goofball or whatever. Is that the one the that sat, like everyone makes fun of for sounding so stupid? Yeah, yeah, Neville Longbottom. Okay, yeah, yeah, and and uh, no, no, he, you're thinking about Ron Weasley, his best friend. Well, no, no, there's another one that I yeah, know Kevin Smith always makes fun of. It's like the oh, Gillyweed, yeah, they call yeah, him the Gillyweed student. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, he Hogwarts uh, They say that he's actually the the chosen one, and that the and it would have it would have made the plot of the entire series better because that would have been the big twist at the end, right? Because it would have made sense that if Harry's in constant danger, it's because Dumbledore, which was the headmaster of the school, yeah. was putting him in danger to protect Neville. Neville, right? Because uh, Neville's, and it's cool because Neville has his big moment at the end where he like he kills one of the, the final Horcrux, which you don't even know that you're like no. looking at me like, oh what? <laughs> like the Holocrons. Okay, <laughs> spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. If anyone hasn't read or seen Harry Potter, the central gist of, of the entire series is evil wizard wants to be immortal, right? To do that, he uses dark magic, which he's not supposed to. What he does is he breaks his soul into seven different pieces each each piece of his soul is put into separate entities a, a, objects etc right yeah. if you when you when you uh, what's it called watch the movies because it's seven books seven movies well eight or, uh, yeah yeah 
every single movie is about one of these horcruxes, right? So the whole idea is that, but you don't know that until the end, right? That they're, okay. they're, it's, they're all horcruxes. So like in the first movie, uh, there's a philosopher's stone that's supposed yeah. to make people immortal, right? It's actually one of the horcruxes. It gets destroyed at the end. And actually, it didn't get destroyed. It gets destroyed later on. But anyway, it gets collected, right? Okay. But that's a piece of his soul. Second movie, there's a diary, Tom Riddle's diary, which ends up being the name of Voldemort while he was growing up, right? Like that was his real name before he changed it to Voldemort. It's actually an anagram for Tom Riddle. And his diary is the second Horcrux, right? Uh, third movie, I forget what it is. But anyway, the, the, it go, so on and so forth, right? Yeah, yeah. The big twist is um, before the events of the first movie, Voldemort is told a prophecy that, a child, that there will be a child born on the late July that is destined to kill him. Okay, keeping yeah, yeah. him from becoming immortal. So he's like... Well, it's got to be this Harry Potter kid that just got born. So he goes yeah, to I kill. thought this is where the fucking scar comes okay, into it. So I'm getting okay, to that. Okay, okay. So he goes and he's like, I'm going to kill this Harry Potter. And his mom gets in the way. And she like, she basically, out of her love for, for sacrificing herself, she gets in the way. And what happens is he hits Harry with the, this kill spell or whatever. But it rebounds. Kill kiss. <laughs> well, it, it, I forget what it's called. It's like. I thought it was a- abracadabra, but I was correct. It's it's a, ada, ada, it sounds like abracadabra, a, a cadabra, right? And apparently, it's like there's whole rule about certain spells that are supposed to be like unforgivable, right? There's one that can torture people, other one that mind controls, and one that kills. Oh, They're wow. the three unforgivable spells, right? Because yeah. they like you could rape, kill, and blah blah blah, right? <laughs> the rape kiss, kiss, <laughs> rape kiss, yeah. <laughs> Ain't no fuckers. <laughs> um, but. Uh, <laughs> Viewer discretion is fine. <laughs> or listener discretion is fine. So what happens is because his mom gets out of the, in the way, the spell rebounds. All it does is leave a scar on him, and it hits Voldemort back, and it kills him, supposedly. But uh, here's the thing. Voldemort's soul is in seven objects, so he it didn't actually kill him, right? Just killed the it, one. It, it killed his body. He just needed yeah. a new body, right? Yeah. Now, the big um, – spoiler, spoiler, spoiler for everyone that hasn't read the books, uh, watched the movies. The big twist at the very, very end is without meaning to – Harry Potter became the eighth Horcrux. A piece of Voldemort's soul was left in Harry Potter when he tried to kill him, right? Okay. So it, it explains their bond. It explains why he can talk in Harry's mind, why Harry can speak Snake because that's what Voldemort can speak, why all of the all the missing pieces that didn't make sense before, it's because they're quintessentially it the same person. Yeah. yeah, and so what happens is because of this, when he tries to kill Harry the second time at the end of the series, he actually destroys the last piece of his soul. Harry survives because of that, but Voldemort is left completely defenseless, and they can finally kill him. Right? So interesting. Yeah. So that's that's the like that's Harry Potter in ten minutes. Essentially. <laughs> well, no. Like I, I started watching the movies just because I'm a movie fan. Uh, like they think I watched the first one, maybe the second and the third. Yeah, right? yeah. And I was just not keeping up with it. Like I eventually missed the fourth, the fifth. And well, that's like, these sets are starting to look pretty good. Yeah. So eventually, I think it was a couple of years ago when the fifth one came out. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna wait until they all released, mm. and it's just gonna be one big fucking Potterpalooza here in the house yeah. or one day, right? Where I'm gonna go back to back to back to back all, to back to back to back to back. Potter, the yeah, and all the Potter is, all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like the thing is, like, um, it, it, I, I admire what they were able to do with the franchise because, like, that wasn't that wasn't easy for them to do. Well, I the whole idea to- was they were the whole idea was Warner Brothers originally going to release like maybe the first or se- and second one as theatrical and yeah. then the rest would be straight to video but they did so well so well, well. Yeah, yeah. well of course because it aims to that younger audience like I believe you're the one that taught me like the younger the, the younger crowd that you aim for the more broad you can get well that's the like what was it I was in New York there and, and the record uh, for one of the I think the Radio City Music Hall the record crowd mm-hmm. was a movie release of Dora the Explorer oh there you go because it's just the massive amounts of fucking kids yeah 
Like, seriously, you make, you invent something aimed towards a kid, you will make a fucking fortune. Yeah. Like, and then it just... Hey, here's the thing, though. Kids are really picky about those sort of things, too, though, yeah, right? Yeah, well, Harry, everyone loves being a wizard. Like, when I was down at, at the uh, Smodcast shows in Orlando, like, they yeah. had that the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Yeah. And me, not even seeing, like, like I said, I think I've seen one, uh, one, two, and three eventually, but barely paying attention to it. Mm. Even I got kind of hooked on this whole fucking yeah, Harry yeah. Potter thing, right? I'm like, I want some fucking butter beer, start throwing kids out of the line, right? <laughs> even though the line was, like, maybe four kilometers long for this fucking sugary substance that... Was well, definitely not beer. I thought it was fucking beer, right? Yeah. Well, no, no. Who wants to see Todd get pissed? <laughs> By myself in it's this not fucking magical thing. at all. Uh, but, but yeah, it, like, no. it, it sucked me in, so uh, I, I can't wait to. Yeah. It. It, well, what's interesting is just like literally this last movie. You have to have seen all of them to, for it to make. It will not make any sense. Of, yeah. If you're going into it fresh, like it's like, oh, I watched maybe one and two, and I'm gonna go watch this last one. You're gonna be like, who's that? Why is that going on? What's <laughs> this? Why is this happening? Blah blah blah. But or like, you can listen to the Wyman uh, uh, podcast. Yeah, and here, here's the right in. part, though. The fact that if you did watch the other movies, because I, I, like I, I remember detesting the Harry Potter movies and still watching them, just because I had already I had watched the first and second one, hoping for like some reverence of like making sense of it all. Yeah. Like fuck, and then the third one, I'm like, well, now I have to fucking watch them because I invested already four <laughs> hours in bullshit. So I went through, but like, gotta the, go for the ride. The now. good thing was the fact that like the last movie really brings it all together, which a lot of movies don't. Like where you're like, you, you know, you, you'd feel unsatisfied by the end of the movie. Like yeah. I think the Matrix Three was really a good example of that where you're just like motherfucking like <laughs> what <laughs> was, yeah but I've, we've, we've talked about the matrix and we'll, we'll go into a little bit right now like I don't care what anyone says I don't, I don't give a shit if the Rokowski brothers right now had a gun to my head telling me that they wrote the movie in the trilogy bullshit they wrote the first one it was fucking incredible and then they're like we can gotta cash in some more yeah, quick yeah. quick quick write some shit down that happens yeah and that, the first and, one is a standalone fucking right. movie that's, that's what the beauty of this uh, of this series is the fact that like they actually had the material there, right? A lot of fans will yeah. actually argue the fact that because she was writing the last few books while the movies were being released, that the movies had an influence on how she wrote the last books. But I think I think it was why a, not? I right? thought it like, was a suitable conclusion to the yeah. to the series. I mean, I, some people would debate it, right? Like the only th- way I could see it as being better is if they, the big twist would have been that Neville was a chosen one and not Harry. Because it, it just – it makes me feel like fucking Dumbledore's an asshole because, <laughs> I mean, it, like every year it's like – it's literally – no, this is what it is. You have a dangerous dog that you want to keep on a leash, but you know he's going to fucking eventually get loose. Meanwhile, you got this fucking piece of steak, which is Harry Potter, and every year you're just Flapping like – Slapping it in your face. Slapping it in the fucking dog's face, and the dog's doing everything it can to get at that piece of steak. And that's what he literally does the entire series. He's like – Oh Harry, it's like uh, Harry's Harry's coming into his class this morning. If any evil wizards are interested, <laughs> <laughs> he'll be here at this time. Well, and they keep hiring these fucking dangerous other teachers. Where like, because they, they they but isn't Snake like the one I remember from the first one that they try to make him out to be the villain? Yeah, villain yeah. But turns out he was the good guy. He's got a good backstory. You'll see it when you watch it. You'll like it. He uh, he's actually the unsung hero of the series. Okay, yeah, you, you'll because he's played by Rickman, right? Yeah, Alan Rickman, yeah. Alan Rickman like really steals the show in that scene too, right? So. Yeah. No, no, it was it was good. So, so for everyone that's not aware of what's going on right now, summer movies are are full swing. There's a lot of shit going Let's on. If going. you're if you're a cinephile, there's a lot for a you to cinephile? watch. That's what it's called. People that love movies, really a cinephile. Yeah, I've never heard of that before in my life. <laughs> Guess what? I've, you just fucking named it. Cinephile. Cinephile. Cinephilia. It's the cinephile. We're gonna open the cracks of the cinephile. Yeah, but it, it, I thought you'd be like this whole time I wasn't recording to you. <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> but no, we'll get into it. Like, we'll have the normal YMN podcast. I'll, I'll fucking... We'll, we're going to cut episode 
14. Yeah. But then this is going to be like a special... 14.5? Welcome. No, this is just going to be no, the no, Cinephile. Welcome to episode no, no, one no, no, of the no, Cinephiles. No. It'll, be, it'll be like 14, 14, episode 14, part two. <laughs> episode 14, part two? Because remember... Because I'm going to put it as the logo. Because remember Deathly Batman Hollows logo. part two? Oh, right, right. Uh, yes. I was kind of a, a little bit of nerd. Well, let's let's make it a, a cool 45. Let's, let's just... I really think that the... Captain America might be the fucking black horse, especially with this. Well, Avengers here's the thing. thing. Here's the thing about Captain America. Captain America is the movie that has to tie in the rest of the Avengers, right? Like so far, because there's nothing little... else before the Avengers movie, right? Because well, the Avengers is May of next year. So no that's other the first one. No yeah. other movies. But here's the thing. Just to sum it up for the Marvel fans within our crowd, our, our, our uh, listening audience, the Hulk was the first. Down The Hulk was the first. Actually, no. Was it Iron Man or the Hulk? It was Iron Man, right? For what? For the Marvel Studios movies, uh, it was I think it was Incre- Iron Man. No, it was the Incredible. Uh, it no. was the Edward oh, Norton's. You're right, you're it was right, Edward right, right, Norton's okay. Incredible okay, Hulk. So the the Incredible Hulk, not the Which one with Eric Banner, but the one with Edward Norton, the uh, Hulk, in my opinion. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, you're an I'm English pissed fan. off about him because of Iron Man Two. Yeah, I know. Uh, okay, so anyway, uh, Incredible Hulk comes out. End of the credits. You see Tony Stark, who hasn't been introduced yet uh, in, as a movie because it's they, they came out the same year. Remember? Yeah. Only months apart. The same as Captain America and Thor. Yeah. So Tony Stark walks into a bar. <laughs> Tony Stark walks into a bar, and, uh, and there's and General says, hey, Ross. This guy General Ross, who's probably like having the shittiest day of his life, because not only did, and did he's responsible for yeah. the destruction of of uh, what's it called uh, Harlem, <laughs> of Harlem, New York, because yeah. that's where the Hulk and the Abomination fought. fought yeah. But the the interesting thing is they did capture the Abomination, though, right? Yeah. The Abomination wasn't killed. He held back. Remember? Yeah. So anyway, the Hulk escapes, obviously. And uh, Tony Stark is walking to the bar. There's General Ross, and he's all like, "Are you here to gloat?" Blah blah blah. And he and and basically Tony Stark tells him, um, "I want to talk to you about something." He's like, "What?" And he's like, "What if I told you I was I was putting together a team, team. right?" But now they they allude. So, but why did he go to Ross though? Because what's Ross going to do for him? He maybe, doesn't have fucking banner. Maybe find the Hulk. Yeah, but how's Ross going to find him more so than fucking Stark? No, well, I mean. But with that said, you're right. Iron Man came out first because we all know no, who, no, no, we bel- knew who Downey Jr. was. Yeah, yeah. Well, because there's a big com- there's but a, I didn't. Think I heard Iron you got Man. a big problem. He's like, and he's like, you should talk. He's like, I've always been a fan of hardware. Yeah, right? I'm, a yeah. Har- I'm more of a hardware guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so anyway, so the, then Iron Man comes out obviously, and it ends with him admitting he's Iron Man, and he comes home and he's all like, yeah, I'm fucking Iron Man. I'm awesome. <laughs> and then his his home computer or his home security system has been hacked, and standing in the shadows is a character. Now, for those of you that are Marvel fans, you know who it is. His name is Nick Fury. He's the director of Shield, which is basically the superhuman blah blah blah, etc. Like the whole idea is strategic like, homeland. Yeah, yeah. They, they renamed it, but it's what it is is basically a government agency uh, uh, that's supposed to monitor superhuman activities in the U.S. And so what he does is basically he tells Iron Man, like, did you, did you really think that you were the only one? And he basically tells him, Did you fucking think you're yeah, the only yeah, fucking one? Yeah, yeah. And, and so what he he's basically Orlando, berates be cool. him. He berates him for basically going public with his identity, and then he t- he tells him that he's like, "I want to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative, right?" Yeah. Which all that the comic fans and all know of a that. Just yeah. Like, <gasps> yeah, well, exactly. as soon as he's uh, like, I watch Iron Man in the theater, and as soon mm. as he's like the whole movie, I'm sure you might have picked up on it because, but, but when he was announcing his department, Agent uh, Coulson, mm-hmm. where he kept going. Where are you from again? And he was like, I'm from the strategic homeland, blah, yeah, blah, blah, keep, blah, blah, keeps, blah, blah. And he kept saying the whole time. And you, you, I, I didn't pick up on it. A shorter name for that. Until at the end where he's like, you know what? He started saying, he's like, you know what? Just call a shield. And even yeah. then I can hear him go, yeah. right? I'm just like, what? what? What's going well, on? Also in the Hulk. I was like, Tina, what's the uh, shield? Works, works like, for shield. Click. 
in in the in uh, in the Hulk, Ross works for Shield. If you if you pay attention to all the that's computers, right, his files. Yeah, the computers have are, are have the screensaver that says. Strategic they did that one. one deleted scene, which they actually talk about. Yeah, it, yeah, where yeah. it was pretty good. But Edward Norton did a kick-ass job. So on let's that follow one, it up right? by Iron Man two. Yeah, and Iron Man two did it have a post credit sequence? Yeah, it had um, the Thor hammer. Right, right. So we got something going on in New Mexico. Iron Man the whole movie. Ends. Uh, basically, it ends with Tony Stark questioning whether or not Iron Man's suitable for being part of the Avengers. Which he, they, he's not, apparently. What? Remember, he's going to be an outside consultant. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. we'll see how that goes in the movie. <laughs> but uh, And so it ends with uh, Agent Coulson, which is one of the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, showing up in New Mexico, and there's just hammer in the middle of a field that has left a huge crater. Yeah. Okay, so that leads into, of course, Thor, yeah. which explains how the hammer got there, etc. Yeah. And then the th- Thor ends... With uh, Loki having... This one was a bit different for me. Like, it didn't have that appeal, that shock appeal to it. I didn't quite if you know understand. Yeah, I know. It went I'll, deep. I'll make the connection for you. Yeah. Okay, so it ends. Uh, the uh, What's her name? Natalie Portman's professor guy? It's the, not Natalie Portman. It's uh, Scarlett Johansson. No, Natalie Portman. Oh, shit. Never yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah her, Natalie Portman's, yeah. like, boss or whatever the fuck he was. He's meeting with, with uh, Nick Fury, and Nick Fury says he needs his help with something. And then he opens up a case, and it's the Cosmic Cube. In the if if people know the comics, the cosmic cube is this this weapon of like in imagine it can literally destroy or create worlds, right? It can it's basically like a fucking magic a magic uh, genie lamp, right? Yeah. And and he looks at it, and then he looks at his reflection in a close by mirror, and he's actually Loki. Loki's possessed him, right? And he says this will be interesting, right? And so uh, then, in if you pay attention to the Captain America trailer, Hydra's weapons all have this blue light to them. So and and they've led to the there's and they've a, there's, been going hard on the fucking TV stills, spots for the yeah. There's America. production stills that show the Red Skull holding the Cosmic Cube. Yeah. So there's a link there, right? So no, yeah. it should be interesting. I like I read the the, the leaked trailer. Mm-hmm. So did you see the rough footage? I saw of it? it earlier today. Yeah. What does Captain America? Look, what does Chris Evans look like? He looks like oh oh you mean the new costume? Is he? Typical comic book it, costume, they, yeah, or is he back to World War II? No, no, they've made it more like the traditional cool. comic book okay. co- costume. Yeah. So obviously, and so I believe in the movie he wears two different uniforms too. The only only one I've ever seen him was in that World he War wears, II style. Oh, technically, he wears three in in uh, the Captain America movie. The the one that we're gonna see. There's the one that looks like the spandex Captain America mo- uh, suit from like the actual like comic books in the old movie from the nineties. Really? Yeah, because he's part of the USO show. It's supposed to look really bad. Then he's got the military one, which is kind of like the helmet with the A, yep, yep. and he's got the shield. But the shield is that the kind of like a crescent shield, the silver one. No, no, no. It's it's the Captain America shield, oh. but it's the original Captain America shield. Here, I'll show you how it's supposed to look. Like an actual logo. Like the, It's like the actual shield, like the shield logo. It's like this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it's that one. And then at the end of the trailer, you have... <laughs> like a more, this on a podcast. Oh, like that. Okay. A more modified <laughs> shield, yeah. which is, of course, the, tr- the circular shield. Yeah. And you have his costume looks more like the... It's kind of like a Kevlar version of the Captain America suit, right? So, yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in the movie. So. Oh, interesting. So we got... Captain America coming up. So let's just brief, brief everyone on the bet. What's uh, what's Harry Potter sitting at right now? Uh, 168 million over the weekend. That's d- domestic. US, yeah, they haven't counted the overseas yet. They have. I was oh, on the num- I was on the numbers. What, are, what is it? Four fifty something. Really? Yeah. Just in international? Hang on. No, or overall? Overall. Hang on. I want to go right now. Okay. It is. It's gotten 312 international up yeah. to 480. Four. So almost half a billion. And, and it's opening weekend. <laughs> oh fuck! 
<laughs> so summer's not over yet, though. No, let's go to Transformers. Dark. Holy the shit! Moon. This movie's made its money back. So already. well, Dark Dark the Moon just kind of fucking bumped up a little bit too. They're sitting at seven sixty two. So they're almost at eight hundred worldwide. Now. Yeah, I thought they were at a billion. No, no. Oh my god. I'm going to win. <laughs> like I said, Captain America, Captain America is going to be the difference maker in our bet. I if, think if Captain America can crush Transformers? No, no. Captain America is going to slow down Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're, like, we're Transformers now is going into week three, I believe. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they have their momentum. I think Transformers is going to be a slow slow haul to a billion. But I think... Actually, what's our bet again? Or our bet is worldwide, right? It's our, like our bet... so. Pirates already fucking got it. Yeah, yeah, but it was between me and you. Yeah, I know. So I know what movies that we picked. I'm just saying because yeah. <laughs> What's uh, Green Lantern up to? <laughs> <laughs> I know for anyone that fucking can't remember when we initially did our bet this year, Tito was just like, Green Lantern's gonna win. I'm like, hey, you're not feeling well. You're not feeling too good or something tonight. Or I just didn't want Transformers to win, which is great. Neither did I. I don't. I don't like Transformers. It's just I know my shit, right? Green Lantern's at 146. Overall, <laughs> worldwide. Oh my god, that poor movie. 112 US and 33 domestic, <laughs> or yeah. 33 international. My brother's bet is on the ape movie. They would remember the what? Oh, the, the ape rise, movie, yeah. which won't have enough to beat Potter. Like it's not gonna. Rise is gonna do good. I think Rise is gonna do like shit. That's, that's some decent movies. But well, here's look the, at Potter here's in the its first fucking weekend. Here's the difference. Uh, Harry Potter has a different fan base than Transformers and Captain America, right? Oh like, yeah, there's well, Potter like, it's fans. The, it's the right? wire. It's the it's the wider audience. I can't believe Cars did as shit as it did. Oh uh, no, I, I believe it for a Pixar movie. How though? did Winnie Pooh open seven million? Holy shit! Gonna be really? a lot of fired animators. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, well, Cars, I guess three eleven worldwide right or yeah worldwide right now. So it's not too too bad. It's not like it's in the gutter, but oh wow, really? Yeah, eleven. That's not so that it's, bad. Actually. It's not, but it's not doing like fucking Toy Story three money, right? Cool. Well, this is our first edition of uh, a cinephile. To the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. YMM Podcast is a T-Man Entertainment production. In association with Hyperphotonic Media. Find us at hyperphotonicmedia.com. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs>